accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If if you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. 
He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If if you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stopping. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden 
in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, Thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. Good evening, everyone. I want to welcome you to our Wednesday night refreshing service right here at Victory Christian Fellowship. So good to have you here. And if you're watching online, we just want to welcome you. So great to have you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, like it and share it. Father, we are so grateful and thankful that you have prepared for us a table in the presence of our enemies. And Lord, we're going to feast and focus on you. And we're going to enjoy your abundance and your goodness. And we just love you, Lord. We love your presence here. Thank you for leading, guiding, and directing us by your spirit. And we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen. Let's stand together. Thank you, Jesus. Atmosphere is changing, nothing stays the same. Heaven is waiting for the mention of the name. The spirit is moving, burning like a flame, healing the broken by the one we proclaim. Raise it up. Amen. 
worship you in this place, Lord. Hallelujah, we worship you, Jesus. It's the greatest name there ever will be and there is. Hallelujah, come on. We worship you in this place, Jesus. Come on, just tell him how much you love him tonight. Let's worship for a little bit. Oh, you are the great I am. The name of Jesus is greater than any other name. Oh, it's been declared already. For every age there is to come. The atmosphere is changing now For the Spirit of the Lord is here The evidence sits all around The Lord is here. Let's sing it again. The atmosphere is changing now. Yes. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Right in this place. The evidence is all around. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. Oh, the Lord in this place, fill our hearts with your love, your love, to love. You're the reason we came to encounter your love, your love. 
We give you honor and glory and praise. For you alone, you alone are worthy. You alone are holy. Oh, there's no one that can compare to you. Your matchless name. Your unique position, the name above every name. All glory and all honor to you, Lord. We yield to you. We acknowledge you, that you may direct our path. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to your holy and wonderful name. To you, Lord, we give glory and honor and praise. Hallelujah. You are worthy to be praised. We honor you, Lord. We worship you. We give you the glory. We glorify you and magnify you. We honor you. We value you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we are so honored that you are here with us. And we thank you for leading, guiding, and orchestrating us and speaking to us. I'm here to satisfy the hungry hearts and the thirsty hearts. When there's a hunger and a thirst in your soul, I long to make you whole. I long to feel that. I long to cause it to overflow. I respond to the hungry heart. I have come with an abundance in my hands, with more than enough that will fill you up until you overflow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, you may be seated if you can. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are glad that you're here this evening. It's an opportunity for us to give and receive from heaven. Hallelujah. In Luke 7, when, uh, starting with verse uh, 36, one of the Pharisees, he asked Jesus over for dinner. And uh, he, Jesus was there at his house. And verse 37, and there was a woman in the city who was known as a sinner. 
And when she found out that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster box of perfume. John tells us that was a year's wage. It was a heavy ointment that had an aromatic flavor to it. And uh, standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began wetting his feet with her tears and wiping them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet with significant affection and submission and anointed them with the perfume. And the account in John says the aroma just filled the room. She gave a gift that touched Jesus' heart. And uh, she anointed him. Amen? And you know, we can anoint Jesus tonight with our love. And if you'd like to give, you can. You know how to do it. If you want to give online, you can go to our website and do it that way. And uh, Father, I just pronounce the blessing upon these givers, Father who have come here tonight in the name of Jesus. And I give you thanks and praise that there are rewards for giving, Father. You give the greatest return ever. And I thank you, Lord. I call these givers blessed, provided for, protected, and prospered in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And just want to let you know, coming up uh, next Friday for the ladies, there's going to be woven, what is it, at 6? Next Friday, Woven, 6 p.m. Hallelujah. And then uh, we're going to change our men's breakfast because I'm going to be out of town the last Saturday. So we're going to have our breakfast the third Saturday. Right after Woven, we'll have our breakfast on Saturday morning. Yeah, (laughs) double-double. And then um, our our youth entrepreneurs are still uh, there... uh, have a thriving, flourishing business yeah. of uh, yeah. They're going to have a special Valentine's party on Valentine's Day, which is Monday. So that's going to be exciting. If listen, I'm going to tell you something. If you know a young person, ages 12 and up, tell them to come to VCF. I don't care if they go to another church or not. They need to be part of this because God is doing some amazing things. Yeah. And uh, you want to you want to be where you want to be by the spot where the glory comes out. Amen? And uh, glory to God. So uh, God is really moving in our young people. And uh, great and exciting things are happening. So hallelujah. All right. We got some awesome kids in this place. We love kids. Kids, have a great night. Enjoy your teaching. Learn from the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, and amen. Whew, it's a good night. God is glad that you're here. Because you're here, he showed up. Two or three, amen? Hallelujah. Well, you ready for the word this evening? The refreshing word? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was preparing 
was going to go a different direction, and I heard these two words tonight, above and beneath. And I want to ask you, are you operating from above, or are you operating from beneath? You know, there are two realms where we can get our information, our revelation, or our insight. We can get it from heaven, or we can get it from the earth. Right? And when Jesus came on the scene, he lifted us up. He introduced us to a new way of living, a higher way of living, a better way of living. And we don't have to rely on natural input anymore. We can have supernatural input. I want you to go with me to Matthew chapter 6 for just a minute. And I I want to... uh, Read uh, a verse. In verse 10, in verse 10, we sang it. He said, uh, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? How? God wants his will done on earth. Like it is in heaven. Do people argue with an instruction from God in heaven? People in heaven are willing. They're obedient. They're ready. They are operating unto a higher plane. Amen. They're not encumbered with feelings or emotions or anything like that. They are focused on whatever the king wants. And God wants how they operate in heaven... For us to how, for us to operate on earth. He said, thy kingdom, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Is that in the Bible? Since it's in the Bible, it is possible to do God's will on earth just like it is in heaven. Amen? You know, Enoch got a hold of doing God's will on earth. And he did it so well that God took him to heaven. He didn't even die. But he was doing God's will on earth. He was walking with God. He was fellowshipping with God. And he got so close to God that God says, you might as well just cross over. All right? Now let's go to James chapter 3. James chapter 3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to think about, are you above or beneath? We're going to see the distinction tonight. And if you've been beneath, then you can come up. And if you're above, you're flying high. Amen? Flying high now. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. (laughs) Hallelujah. All right, James chapter 3, starting with verse 8. But the tongue no one can tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Notice this. 
therewith bless we God, even the Father, and with it we curse men. So our tongue can function two ways. We can use our tongue to bless God, or we can use our tongue to curse men. Blessing God is operating at a higher level. Cursing men is operating at a lower level. Blessing God is is above, cursing is beneath. Okay? And then it says, Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. We gotta make up our minds tonight to use our mouth for one reason and one reason only, and that is to promote God's will. Or to promote His kingdom. Amen? Did you know that our tongues are instruments? And you get to decide which band you want to play for. Right? He said, we, we shouldn't have a mouth that speaks both blessing and cursing. You know what? That's a double-minded tongue. Speaking out of both sides of our mouth. Alright, verse 11. Does a, a fountain send forth the same place, sweet water and bitter? I mean, if you go to a fountain, are you going to expect to get bitter or sweet? You, not, don't, you never know what you're going to get? Right? No. You're either sweet or bitter. Which one do you rather be? You better be sweet. Amen? Alright? Can the fig tree bear olives? No, because it's a fig tree. If an olive starts to grow on a fig tree, the fig tree is confused. Because olives grow on vines. So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh? See? Salt water below, fresh water above. Sweet above, bitter below. Okay? Then he says, who is a wise man? Verse 13. Who's a wise man among you? If I were to take a test tonight, don't raise your hands. But who would you think is a wise person? Alright? He says, let him by his good conduct show good deeds with gentleness and humility of wisdom. Alright? If you're going to be wise, then you have to act wise. Right? Okay. But then he says in verse 14, If you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. In other words, don't get in a position of defying the truth. Because a person who defies the truth is low, they're beneath. But a person who operates with the truth is above. Are you above or are you beneath? Okay. He said this wisdom, the, wi- the wisdom that promotes envying and strife and bitterness, this wisdom descends not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. The Amplified says, 
it is uh, the Amplified says it is superficial wisdom. It's not which comes down from above, but is earthly or secular, natural, unspiritual, even demonic. So we're either operating by God's wisdom or a sensual, worldly, demonic wisdom. We're either living by a higher plane or we're living on a lower plane. I want to take the high road. How about you? Okay? Notice what he says. Verse 16. King James says, where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Amplified says, where there's jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there is disorder, unrest, rebellion, and every evil thing and morally degrading practice. Okay? So, when you're operating beneath, you're in agreement with the enemy. When you're operating above, you're in agreement with God. Okay? Can you see it? Alright, verse 17, he describes the wisdom that comes from above. But the wisdom from above is what? It's pure. It's peaceable. It's gentle. It's easy to be entreated. Full of mercy. Good fruits. Without partiality. Or favoritism. And without hypocrisy. That is the wisdom from above. So if you want to operate above, you got to display the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So are you above? Or are you beneath? Which realm do you access most for your information? Which realm do you most often respond from? The higher realm or the lower realm? The above realm or the beneath realm? Okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. Go, go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Whoo! Say, I'm above, above. not beneath. beneath. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Notice 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. Paul is talking here to the church of the Corinthians. And he said, I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as carnal, even as babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you, you were not able to bear it, neither yet are you able. They were operating beneath and not above. Okay? So he had to give them milk. Right? He said, you are yet carnal. That's sense-ruled, natural-oriented, earthly-minded. Okay? I like to call this person... Carnal Arnold. Why, why are they carnal? Because he said there's among you envying and strife. 
and divisions. Envy and strife and divisions are beneath. Okay? Jesus did not come to divide, he came to unite. Who divides? Satan divides. Right? He wants your kingdom to fall, so he wants to divide your kingdom. Okay? He said, are you not yet carnal and walk as men? One says, I'm of Paul. Another says, I'm of Apollos. Are you not carnal? No, we're of Jesus. Say, I'm of Jesus. Amen? I mean, he's the one that paid the price. He's the one that gave his life. There's salvation in no other name, right? Doesn't matter who, who, who teaches you, but uh, as long as they're anointed by the Holy Spirit, it does matter who teaches you. They gotta be anointed by the Holy Spirit and called by God, amen? But, but don't, don't align yourself after men, align yourself after Jesus. That's above, right? Okay? And, uh, he goes on about planting and watering. And, uh, let's go down to verse 18. Alright, go down to verse 18. It says, let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seems to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. People who are wise in this world, they're a fool according to God's standard. Why? Because the wisdom of this world is beneath, but the wisdom of God is above. The wisdom of God is better than the wisdom of the world. Amen? Okay? For it is written, he takes the wise to their own craftiness, and again the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Alright? And Galatians... Five talks about, it, it highlights the difference between walking in the Spirit and walking in the flesh. Walking in the Spirit is above. Can we walk in the Spirit? Yes, we can because the Spirit of God lives in us. The Spirit of God has come on us. He has empowered us. Amen. We can live, we are spiritual beings. We are natural beings. But because we've been born again, we've been taken up to the penthouse. We've been, we've been lifted up out of this earth, out of this worldly realm. We're still in it, but we're not of it. We're not of this world. We're just passing through. Our home is not here. Our home is there. Amen. Right? Galatians 5, starting with verse 15. If you bite and devour one another in bickering and strife, watch out that with your entire fellowship you're not consumed for one another. Okay? That's good. Because strife brings what? Every evil work. Okay? But I say to you, walk, I'm reading from the Amplified, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek Him and be responsive to his guidance. How do we walk in the Spirit? We listen to what he says. And we do what he says. And that's walking in the Spirit. You listen to what the Holy Spirit says. The Holy Spirit will never disagree with the Word. He will never speak bad about Jesus. So when we're walking in the Spirit, we are walking in agreement and harmony with the Holy Ghost. Amen? 
Just like Jesus did. Just like John did. Just like people before us did. Amen? The disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and, and the Holy Spirit spoke to them. He directed them. The Holy Spirit said, don't go to Asia, go to Macedonia, to Paul. Right? The Holy Spirit told Peter to go with Cornelius, and the Holy Spirit told Cornelius to get a hold of Peter. Right? The Holy Spirit was orchestrating all that. They were walking in the Spirit. It is not hard for the believer to walk in the Spirit. You've been born again in your spirit. You have a direct line of communication with God to your spirit. God speaks to you spirit to spirit. Mouth to mouth resuscitation. Amen? Okay? So, to, see, some people get caught up in the beneath realm. And they're fighting things in the flesh. They're fighting things with worldly tools and worldly instruments. But we, we, we fight higher. All right? He said, when you walk in the Spirit, then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature. If you want to cancel out your, your flesh, you've got to override it with the Spirit. When you got born again, your spirit became the CEO of your life. Before you were born again, your flesh was the CEO. But when Jesus came in, the flesh got fired. The flesh lost its position of control. And now we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? We walk according to what God says, not how we feel or not what it looks like. Or not what other people think. My goodness, if you're living by people's opinions, you're in bondage. You need to free yourself from that. Because you're not even sure what they're thinking anyway. What you think they're thinking, they're probably not even thinking it. So get out of that bondage. And don't worry about what people think. If you feel like worshiping God and jumping up and down, then jump up and down. If you don't, then don't. It's okay. There's freedom of expression. Amen? You just express how you want to express yourself, but don't criticize others how they express themselves. Because that will get you in trouble. Alright? Okay? Verse 17. For the sinful nature has its desire which is opposed to the Spirit. They're in opposition. Alright? The Spirit opposes the sinful nature, and the sinful nature opposes the Spirit. They are in direct opposition to each other continually. The only way that that's going to be resolved is when Jesus comes. And you put on the glorified body. Amen? But verse 18, but if you are, notice, if you are guided and led by the Holy Spirit, is being led by the Holy Spirit automatic? Does it require your participation? Absolutely. When, when you get baptized with the Holy Spirit, He doesn't move your mouth. You are not a puppet. You have to move your mouth and you have to speak by faith what's on the inside. 
Your mind isn't going to understand it. That's why it takes faith. All right? Don't worry. I'm going to get to the good part here. Just hang in there. Okay? So if you're guided and led by the Spirit, you're not subject to the law. Now, the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. Okay? Here's what the flesh is into. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, lack of self-control, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions that promote heresies, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior, and other things like these. Okay? So, we can clearly identify when someone is operating in the flesh, can't we? Okay? Because it's going to produce a certain fruit or a certain aroma. Okay? But then he says, uh, and those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but... There's another way to do things. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. That's the high, that's the above way. That's the highway, alright? The fruit of the Spirit is a result of His presence within us. I'm telling you, when God moved in, you started producing different trees. Nine different trees. Alright? These are the trees that we produce now. Alright? Love, joy, peace, patience, uh, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law or there is no limit. Listen, you can be a fruitful Christian without any limit. You can, you can bear as much spiritual fruit as you want, and it's not going to hurt you, not going to harm you, it's not even going to be a burden. You, you can produce so much fruit, you can make jams and jellies all you want. <laughs> so, what is beneath us? Okay? What is beneath us? The word beneath means extending or directly underneath, typically with close contact. That's just from the dictionary. To be beneath means uh, downward, to descend lower, right? It means less and very low, okay? It's anything that is earthly, sec- secular, natural, unspiritual, or demonic. Right? That is the beneath realm. Notice what it says in Exodus 20, verse 4. Exodus 20 and verse 4. It says, You shall not make for yourself any idol or any likeness. An idol would represent something of the earth, wouldn't it? Okay? Or what is in heaven above or on earth beneath, or in the water or in the earth, as an object of worship. Who should we worship? God. God is a jealous God, right? When we worship something else or someone else, God gets angry. He's not, he doesn't like that, does he? Right? He wants to be worshipped. Why? Because he alone is worthy to be worshipped. Amen? There's no one like our God. 
He stands above. He is the God of gods. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords for who He is and what He's done. That's why we should worship Him. He has earned the right just by who He is to worship Him. Amen? That's why we should worship Him alone. Amen? See, the natural man can't receive spiritual things. That's 1 Corinthians 2.14. The natural man does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. They are foolishness to him. So someone could be operating by the Spirit of God, but the natural man is thinking, boy, that's stupid, that's foolish, that's dumb, because they can't understand it, they can't even grasp it, let alone do it. But you know what? We're not natural. We're supernatural. Amen? Say, I'm supernatural. You are. Because some, someone super came in your natural and made you supernatural. Right? Okay? You know, in the last days, 1 Timothy 4.1 says, some people are going to abandon faith. They're going to drop from above to beneath. Abandoning faith is getting lower than what God has called you to. Alright? Turning away from God. So here's some things that are beneath us. Are you ready? Sin is beneath you. You have been delivered from the dominion of sin. Sin, you could, you could literally say no to sin. Jesus took the power of sin away from you. He took you out of its control. He took you out from its dominion. Sin is beneath you. Carnality is beneath you. That's just being a natural oriented minded speaking person. Okay? Unrighteous anger is beneath you. What's unrighteous anger? Anger without a cause. A righteous cause. Let me tell you something. God gets angry at righteous things. Right? When his righteousness is violated, he gets angry. Jesus went and drove out the temple, didn't he? He didn't say, please excuse me. He, he turned over tables. He cracked a whip. He pushed them out. Why? They were violating God's principle, God's temple, God's place. Okay? Flesh responses are beneath you. You can respond out of the Spirit. Remember when they brought the woman caught in adultery to Jesus? They were pressuring him to respond. She needs to be stoned. 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 The law says she needs to be stoned. What you going to do about it? He was not responding to the pressure. He was listening to the Spirit about how he was going to respond. He wasn't going to respond based on the pressure. He was going to respond based on the truth. And he did. Didn't he? And that woman, she knew what she did was wrong, but she got mercy. Can you say amen? Alright? Lying is beneath you. Lying is a direct agreement with the devil. He is the father of lies. Oh, but it's just a little while. I don't care what color you paint it. Lying is evil. (laughs) Amen? It's beneath, say lying is beneath me. Being sense led is beneath you. Do you realize the anointing is not based on whether you feel anything or not? 
You may not feel it. You may feel it. It doesn't matter. That's not based on the anointing. Feelings don't affect the anointing. Amen? Amen. God can heal you without any feeling. Oh, he just showed up. Whoa. How'd that happen? I can walk. I can walk. Praise God. Complaining, murmuring, grumbling are beneath you. Mm, you are not a complainer. You're a praiser. You're a thanksgiver. Amen? Our praising and our thanksgiving ought to cancel out our complaining. Come on. Because we know for a fact God does not hang out with complainers. And complaining is beneath us. Alright? Slothfulness is beneath us. Be not slothful in, in business, right? Be not slothful. God's not a sloth. Glory to God. You ever see a sloth move? They're called a sloth for a reason. They're slow. Stinginess is beneath you. Why? Because you're a generous giver. Why? A generous giver moved into your heart. Amen? Stinginess is beneath you. Lacking discipline is beneath you. Why? You're a disciple. The root word of discipline is what? Disciple. Amen? We're supposed to make disciples, not converts. God's not in the conversion, well, He is in the conversion business, but He's in the disciple manufacturing business. This is a disciple manufacturing plant right here in Palmyra. God's got a, a, a branch office of a disciple manufacturing plant called Victory Christian Fellowship. We're here to make disciples, followers of Jesus, teachable people. Amen? Glory to God. And uh, sickness, poverty, and death is beneath you. Why? You've been redeemed from the curse of the law, glory to God. Redemption puts you higher. Hallelujah. Now, what does it mean to be above? To be above means to go upwards. It means to go higher and higher. Glory to God. It means from your shoulder and higher. It means to show greatness. It means over and above. Sound you like biblical words? It means the upper part. God promised to, He promises to meet us. Exodus 25, 22, He says, I will meet you from above the mercy seat. Being above is a place where God meets us. He meets us above the mercy seat. Amen? You know, there's a mercy seat in heaven, just like there was on earth. Where did Moses get the blueprints to build the tabernacle? He got the blueprints when he was on the mountain and God took him up higher. God took him up into heaven. Moses got to see the tabernacle. He got to see the Holy of Holies. He got to see the cherubim wings. And then God said, build it on earth. Moses did God's will on earth just like it was in heaven. It was gold just like it was in heaven. Hallelujah. It was exact, it was an exact replica, a duplicate. Amen? Amen. So he meets us above the mercy seat. His mercies are new every morning. Glory to God. From between the two cherubims. Deuteronomy 439. God is in the heavens above and on the earth below. 
He sits in heaven, but he owns the earth. The earth is what? It's his footstool. He's sitting in heaven, but his feet reach the earth. Glory to God. God is working in both places. You know, Jacob's ladder, Genesis 28, where was that ladder touching? Heaven and earth. And angels were ascending and descending. They were going from heaven to earth, earth to heaven, heaven to earth, earth to heaven. Like that. Both places. All right? Deuteronomy 7.14. You are blessed above all peoples. Oh, say I'm blessed. You're not competing with others, but when you're blessed, you're blessed. When the blessing propels you forward, you don't have to, you don't have to be sorry for the people who are left behind. They can be blessed too if they want to. Amen? I say, I'm blessed above all peoples. That's what Deuteronomy 7.14 says. Deuteronomy 28.13. If you want to know more about the blessing, read Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14. But Deuteronomy 28 to 13, notice this. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. One is above, one is below. Are you the head or the tail? I say, I'm the head. Hallelujah. And he follows it, you will be above only and you will not be beneath. Say, I'm above only. You know, being above is an exclusive club. Not everybody can be above. Only those who are born again. Only those who are walking with Jesus. Amen. Only those who are living right. Hallelujah. Those are the ones that can be above. Glory to God. We have access to above glory to God. We've been given uh, exclusive entrance to the penthouse. Hallelujah. we got a special key, glory to God. You know, hotels, they have certain rooms where the average key can't get in. you got to get a special key to take you up higher. Amen. Oh, we got a special key. Jesus gave us a special key, glory to God. He made us sit together where? In heavenly places with who? With Christ Jesus. Jesus ascended. He went up. He left. He came from up to down. And and when he retired, he went down to up. He just went like this. And he took an elevator ride. Shoot, right into heaven. People watched him. Glory to God. Oh, my goodness. Are you hearing this? See, if you want to be above only, you've got to listen and pay attention to the commandments of the Lord. See, this is my above manual. This manual was given to me to direct me on how to live the above life. How to be more than enough. Amen. This manual right here. Glory to God. This is the, this is the best employee manual ever written. Hallelujah. It gives you access to the boss, to the CEO, to the chief operating officer. Hallelujah. All right, Deuteronomy 11, verses 18 to 25. Or no, I, I'm, I'm not going to... Uh, 
That's just talking about you got to impress his words on your heart and soul. If you want to live the above life, how many want to live the above life? Then you got to impress his words on your heart and soul. Why? Because this is the key to living above right here. Right? When you live by this, you're above, you're not beneath. Alright? Deuteronomy 26, verse 15. Deuteronomy 26, verse 15. It says, look down from your holy dwelling above from heaven and bless your people. Blessings always come down from above. They don't come up. They don't come up from down. They don't come from down, down to up. Blessings always come down. Blessings always come down. They come from the higher to the lower. Amen? Hallelujah. James 1.17. James 1.17. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from where? It's from above. Hallelujah. Oh my goodness, it's from above. It comes down from the Father of lights the creator and sustainer of the heavens, in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Hallelujah. He is perfect. He never changes. How many gifts come from above? Every good and perfect gift come from above. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 26, 19. It says, He will set you high above all the nations which He has made for praise, fame, and honor. He will set you above. When you accepted Jesus, you got an automatic promotion. Hallelujah. You were given access into the heavenly realm. All of heaven's goods, all of heaven's stuff, you have now, you have access to anything that's in heaven. Living water, manna. Where did manna come from? It came from heaven. Hallelujah. Oh my goodness. God's sustenance will come from heaven. And he will set you high above. Oh my goodness. Second Samuel 6.21. This is where Michael, David's wife, criticized his worship. And David said, it was before the Lord that I did this. In other words, if I'm doing it for the Lord, I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think of me. I'm doing it for the Lord, and he enjoyed it. I did this for the Lord who chose me above your father and all his house. To appoint me as ruler over Israel, the people of the Lord, therefore I will celebrate with pure enjoyment before the Lord. Yet will I demean myself even more than this, and will be humbled in my own sight and in yours. God chose... See, sometimes people are more willing and obedient than others. And God is going to choose them and make them the ruler versus the non-obedient ones. Right? So, if you want to keep your place above, stay obedient. Amen? Hallelujah. Our God is above all gods. Go to 2 Samuel 22, verse 47. I'm almost done. 
Hallelujah. Second Samuel 22, verse 47. The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be my God, the rock of my salvation. It is God who executes vengeance for me and brings down my enemies. He puts them under me. Oh, God will put your enemies beneath you. Who also brings me out from my enemies. You even lift me above those who rise up against me. Oh, the enemy may come in like a flood, but God raises a standard. You can ride the flood. Glory to God. He puts you higher than the flood. He puts you higher than the storm. You can ride on the high places of the earth. God brings down your enemies who come against you, and God lifts believers above those who rise up against them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go to 2 Chronicles 34. Look at what Josiah did. 2 Chronicles 34, starting with verse 3. For in the eighth year of his reign, when he was 16 years old. Everybody say 16. Come on, 16 years old, you can do some things. When Josiah was 16, he began to seek after and inquire the God of his father David. And in the twelfth year, that means he was uh, 20. Right? Yeah. He was 20. He began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the ashram, the carved and cast images. He tore down the altars of Baal. He cut into pieces the incense altars that were high above them. He smashed the ashram and carved images and cast the images pieces to the ground. When an idol or a worldly image standard stands higher than you, tear it down. Tear it down. Bring it down. Make it lower than you. This is what Josiah did. Sometimes we've got to make some things lower in our lives. Because they had too, of a, too high of a place. And they're hindering us. We've got to tear them down. Right? It's easier to get rid of things when they're smaller rather than bigger. Right? And isn't that our spiritual warfare? We, we are supposed to bring down strongholds. Right? We, we can't let a stronghold get established in our minds that's against God because it will cause us to live lower. And we've got to tear down those strongholds. We've got to cast down those vain imaginations. We've got to bring thoughts into the captivity of Christ. We've got to hold thoughts captive so you have the right to remain silent. Amen? Jesus said, a disciple is not above his teacher. But we can be like our teacher. We can't be above him. We can't exceed what he did, but we can be like him. Amen? Hallelujah. And then, go to Mark 2 and then I'm going to close. Hallelujah. Mark 2, listen to this. Verse 1, Jesus returned to Capernaum a few days later, and the news went out that he was home. Everybody say, he was home. This was his house. Matthew 4, uh, Matthew 4.13 says, he left Nazareth and set up his uh, headquarters in Capernaum. Okay? 
to fulfill what Isaiah the prophet spoke about Zebulon and Naphtali. Him, uh, it, it said uh, that that uh, he he was going to reside there by the lake, and they were going to see a great light. Okay, so here he is in his house. And people gathered together because there was no room for them in Jesus' house. Someone say amen. Amen. And there wasn't even room for the door, near the door. Okay? So they were discussing the word. Right? And uh, then they came bringing a paralyzed man. So this man, he had fallen from his position. And he got paralyzed. He couldn't get up higher. So his friends brought him to the one who could help him get higher. And they went to the house, and the house was packed. They couldn't find a chair. They couldn't find, couldn't get in through a window. They couldn't get in through a door. So they said, guess what? We're going to go higher. When you find a limit that is restricting you from getting to Jesus, you can always go higher. Zacchaeus climbed a tree. He got higher. Right? This paralyzed man. Four guys took him up on the roof. Right? They're carrying him. They uncovered the roof of Jesus' house. It's okay. He's a carpenter. He can fix it. And they went from their position of height and they lowered him down before Jesus And Jesus forgave him, and that man got healed in the presence of Jesus. Amen? Because forgiveness and healing operate the same way, by the same power. Amen? So, and you talk about reaching a new height. That man was able to, he came being carried on a mat, and he left carrying his own mat. Come on. Hallelujah. What a turnaround. What a turnaround. Jesus broke the curse and the man carried the curse home. Being free from that curse. The curse didn't carry him anymore. He carried the curse. Jesus totally flipped the situation around. Amen. When you live, when you live above, you walk in supernatural power. When you live above, you, you've, got, you've got more life in you than there is death in this world. Yes. Amen? Oh. The, the, the life in you is greater than anything in this world. You, yes. You've got victorious faith in you. It has the victory over this world. Yes. Right? When you're, when you're walking above, you're walking in victory. Yes. When, you're, when you're walking above, you're walking strong. Amen? When you're walking above, you're a great influence to others. Amen? When you're walking above, sickness leaves just at your touch. So I think we can come higher tonight, don't you? I'm going to be your I'm going to be your elevator operator tonight. Which floor would you like to go to? We're not going down. We're going up. Amen. We're not crumbling. We're going to remain strong. Amen. We're not going to falter. Amen. We're going to outlast the storm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're not going anywhere. Glory to God. We're going to affect everywhere where we go. Hallelujah. Are you above or are you beneath? Amen. Are you higher or are you lower? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Jesus was given a name above every name. Hallelujah. Jesus told the Pharisees in John 8, he said, you are from below and I'm from above. Because they thought different. See, when you're above, you think different. When you're above, you're more than a conqueror. When you're above, no one can, it doesn't matter who challenges you. It could be one or a million, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big your enemy thinks he is. You got great, you got the greater one on the inside of you. When you're walking above, you're walking in greatness. Amen? When you're, when you're walking above, you're walking in the anointing. Amen? Glory to God. We have been made to come up higher. Jesus raised us up. He is a resurrector. He is the resurrection and the life. Amen? He's here to resurrect you out of your sickness. He's here to resurrect you out of your poverty. He's here to resurrect you out of your problem. He's here to resurrect you out of your depression. He is here to resurrect you, to change things around, to turn them higher. Hallelujah. How many want to come up higher tonight? You want to come up? Glory to God. You can come up. There's an open invitation tonight to come up higher. We're, we're coming above. Amen. You don't have to climb. You get propelled there. You get propelled there. Climbing is toil. I'm telling you, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk has nothing on, on Jesus on how they can travel upwards. Amen? We're not just going to go up and hang around in the atmosphere and float around a little bit and then come back down. We're going to go up and stay up. Amen? We're going to get higher and stay high. Amen? Because there's no high like the most high. Glory to God. We're coming up, amen. We're coming up. We're coming out. We're going forward. We're not going to stop. We're not going to quit. We're going to keep pressing in. Amen. amen. Glory to God. We're coming. Let's come up higher in our thinking. Let's come up higher in our speaking. And let's come up higher in our doing. Let's come up higher in our receiving. Can you receive more? Oh, God, I'm too full. No, you're not. You can get some more. He can stuff some more in there. Amen. There's some room in there. He can put some more in there. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Running over. It's a running over night tonight. Hallelujah. You need to be run over with healing. You need to be run over with joy. You need to be run over with strength. You need to be run over with praise. You can't keep it down. You can't be silent. You can't stand still. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I can't stand still. I got to praise my God. I got to give Him glory and honor and praise. He is so good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, if you're here tonight and there's an area in your life that you'd like to come above, come on up.